If the unseen feels more at home to you than the seen, then this space is for you. Here on Illuminate Your Truth, the spirit world is valid. I'm your host, Elena Isis. Let's dive on in. Hey friend, hello and welcome to Illuminate Your Truth a spiritual podcast for truth seekers and awakening souls. I am your host, Elena Isis. And for today's topic, we are going to talk about one of my favorite topics, the ancestors. And not only just the ancestors, but why they should be our first connection to the spirit world. Now, I've been working with my ancestors for many years now and I thought that I would just share a little bit about my journey and why I actually chose to start working with my ancestors. Now in the beginning of my spiritual journey about 12 years ago I had zero psychic abilities. The only thing that I could really do was feel really deeply. I had a very high sensitivity to energy to people's energy, to anything around me, and I really had no control over it. Uh, So I had no psychic abilities that I knew of, and I knew that I wanted to be psychic, and I knew that I wanted to talk to spirits, to have that ability to talk to spirits. And I've thought that a good place to start would be my ancestors. Now, I didn't have a really strong connection with my family, my blood family, and I still don't. I was raised in a religious cult, the Jehovah's Witnesses, and I was actually shunned um, Yeah, shortly after I graduated. And so that relationship with my family really hasn't, well, there's hardly any. So I was a black sheep. I am a black sheep of my family. And, you know, I just kind of longed for that connection. I longed for that connection with family. And I knew that I wasn't going to get it with my family that was alive. So I turned the tables and I started focusing on my family members who had passed. So my ancestors. I figured that would be a good place to start. I also really needed to to find out if there were any family members that were like me because if I looked around the people in my family alive now I couldn't find any kind of characteristics that were similar to mine on a spiritual sense and so you know I was like I cannot be the only one here who is searching and diving into spirituality doing all of these things like I feel like there's other people in my lineage that have done it before me so I really wanted to figure out who was like me and I also needed to figure out where I came from not only like physically but you know on a deep soul level like where do we come from where do I come from that really was very important for me so That's kind of why I started this journey to connect deeper to myself with who I am, where I come from, who came before me, if there were anyone, if there were any ancestors that were similar to me. And then I really just wanted that connection and I really wanted guidance. I really wanted to be able to 
talk to them in a way that I would just be talking to a best friend on the phone. I wanted a relationship that was that deep and that close. So what did I do? I, well, the first thing I did was I actually created an ancestor altar and it was a very easy process. All you need is a table, a white cloth, a cup of water, a white candle, some semblance of earth. So you could do like, I did a crystal, like a selenite crystal that's also white. Doesn't have to be white, but I, I like the selenite a lot. And then air, so I like to burn incense at my altar. And I just made a little altar. And I started going to it regularly. Every day. In the morning, at night. And I would sit there and I would say my prayers. I would try to just sit there quietly and connect. I would just listen, tune in to anything that I heard, felt, experienced. And then I would spirit write, which means I would journal everything that I experienced. There were ancestors that started coming after a while, um, but it really did have to, it did take time because if you do not meditate regularly, it's going to take a little bit longer for you to get into that space where you're receiving, but it did happen. And I was really grateful to be able to connect with one of my ancient grandmothers. Her name is Gigi. She is from my paternal lineage and she was with me for years. She was one of my main guides and she really gave me a lot of guidance at that time. I know I was trying to become a mother and she was very much um, very helpful in that, uh, giving me different tips on things to do to get pregnant and really just being there for me in, that, in those moments where I needed somebody to talk to and I needed guidance and I needed that motherly love. She was really there for me, and I was really grateful for her. Uh, so creating that ancestor altar was definitely the first step for me in cultivating a relationship with my ancestors. It definitely was what I needed at the time, and it definitely um, helped me psychically in my clear audience because it really, really skyrocketed my clear audience i mean i could i was talking and hearing spirits very easily and it even shocked me um i remember an instance where i actually felt my grandmother Gigi touch my face and she's done this on numerous occasions and i was just like wow this is this is powerful work so i definitely say if you want to start honing your connection with the spirit world talking to spirits Start with your ancestors because they're already right behind you. Like there's, They walk behind us. They already want to talk to you. They already want to have a relationship with you. So it's really not that difficult to cultivate that relationship because they're right there. So I definitely say start with your ancestors. Another thing that I did when I started doing this ancestor work was healing dysfunctional patterns. There was a dis there's a lot of dysfunctional patterns in my lineages, but particularly my maternal lineage. So I really was able to dive into some visualization practices that allowed me to not only work on the energetic relationship between me and my mother, but my mother and her mother, and then my grandmother and her mother, and then onward. So I was really able to go into some really nice visualizations and heal those trauma bond like those traumas that 
you know, we all kind of suffered between mother and daughter. I, I also really got deep into, well, I am really deep into generational healing. So healing generational traumas. And I really like using journey work for this type of method. I also do a type of energy work as well in releasing uh, generational ancestral trauma. But yeah, that's, that's a huge part of my work as well. And a huge part of my, my growth and my rapid growth, I feel, because of healing these traumas that you find within your lineage. And when you start working with your ancestors, you'll start to notice these patterns and they may come up and your ancestors may bring them up, like certain patterns and things that you are doing that are you know, an ancestral trauma uh, or something that you're going through, like a physical ailment that is an ancestral trauma or like a pattern. Um, and they can actually help you to get rid of those traumas. Now, you don't want to work with every ancestor that you have. I have an ancestral prayer on my website that's available available for purchase. And if you're starting an ancestor altar practice, I definitely suggest purchasing it. It gives you a really clear intention on who you're calling. You don't want to call any ancestors who are not crossed over into the light because they still have trauma that's un, unhealed and they will actually, if they decide that they like you and want to, you know, work with you, they will actually start working out their issues through you. And you'll be like, where is this even coming from? You know, why am I struggling with this right now? Well, it's not you. It's, you know, Grandpa Joe who hasn't finished working out his issues attaching to you and doing that. So we really want to be sure and we really want to be cautious with what ancestors we are actually calling to us. Like I said, I have a really beautiful ancestral prayer up on my website right now for purchase. And so if you're interested in that and that's something that piques your interest, feel free to hop on over to my website, rosepriestesspath.com and scoop that up. But we definitely only want to work with our uplifted ancestors, those ones who have crossed over. They've worked out all of their traumas and they really are just here to guide us. They don't want anything from us. Yes, we can leave them, you know, treats on the altar, flowers, anything like that, offerings, but it is really not required for them. They don't really need that. I really say they need the water and the, the uh, fire and the air, the incense, all of those things. I think that's definitely a staple for an ancestor altar, but they don't actually physically need anything. They're not going to ask you for anything. They don't want anything from you. They really just want to help you and they want to help give you the strength because whenever you are giving them water and giving them energy and really just like sending your prayers to them, you're uplifting them even more. And the more you uplift your ancestral line, the more you will become uplifted, the more protected you will become. So it's really beneficial not only for them, but it's really beneficial for you as well. So healing generational trauma. Let's go back to that is a really huge part of ancestor work. I feel like if you're really starting to get into talking and working with your ancestors, um, uh, healing dysfunctional patterns and healing ancestral trauma is something that probably will come up for you along your journey. And like I said, you may notice it yourself or they may actually point it out to you. Now, there's a particular group of my ancestors that I really enjoy working with more than any other and that is my ancient grandmothers and they are both from both sides so from my paternal and my maternal they always are stepping forward for me and especially now that I am a mother I have felt and seen and heard them even more so in guiding me to become a better mother 
And, you know, as a mom, it's so, it's so hard, you know, it's, it's a really tough job. And, you know, you always want to have help. And it's really beautiful to know that you have your ancestral grandmothers there to guide you, to give you knowledge, to share their wisdom with you on certain tips and tricks and things that could help you raise your children, to be, help you be a better mom, to help you take care of yourself. I've, I feel like every year a new grandmother steps forward for me. Like I had mentioned, my one ancient grandmother, Gigi, from my paternal lineage, she stepped forward for me and she worked alongside me as one of my higher guides for years. Um, and then one of my great grandmothers ste- stepped forward, my great grandma Goggins, she stepped forward for me and I've worked with her for a year. And now this year, my great grandma Carrie has stepped forward for me and I've been working with her a lot. And it's so interesting because I've been working with that grandmother a lot regarding my sex priestess path and healing my religious sexual shame that I suffer from. And so she's really just helping me to focus more on myself, loving myself, feeling sensual again, um, not being ashamed of sex, not being ashamed of my sexuality, really allowing me to open up and to be able to walk this new path that has been laid out for me and just to be courageous in walking that path but I feel like every year a new one steps forward you know and that makes sense because you you know you change every year you know hopefully (laughs) Um, and it makes sense that a different ancestor would step forward for you but um, yeah, so that's all, that's what I've discovered from working with my ancestors. And so like, if I said, like I said, I feel like if you really want to hone your connection with spirit and really learn about yourself and really dive deep and start healing and not only healing yourself, but healing your lineage. If you are a black sheep, if you don't have a connection with your family and you need to, or you have that want to connect with your bloodline. I say do it. I say definitely do it. I definitely say that it could benefit you in a lot of different ways. It's benefited me in the sense that I no longer feel alone ever. I always know that there are spirit guides and angels that I can, ancestors that I can talk to at any time that will have my back and that will have certain guidance for me. That doesn't mean that I always have to listen to them. Okay, you always have free will and you can make whatever decision that you want to make in your life, which is the beauty of Earth, the beauty of being here, is that we are in control. And I feel like I really just love this journey. I love sharing this journey with others. I think it's important that we as people really start to heal the trauma that our ancestors could not heal themselves. And if you really feel called to do the work, do the work. Um, don't think of it as being so overwhelming. A lot of the healing can be done in journeying. So what I say is focus on meditation, focus on silencing your mind and being able to receive, focus on those subtleties, feeling spirits, feeling energies, and just allow yourself to grow and expand in that sense. Um, That way the connection can grow even stronger between you and spirit. But I definitely am a huge advocate for ancestral veneration and um, creating an ancestor altar. I think that it is a beautiful type of spiritual work, and I feel like I wish, I will, I hope that a lot of people really 
really to go down that path and, and decide to do that and share it with their children and pass it along because pass it down because it's definitely faded from Western culture, I feel, ancestor veneration, but I feel like it's making a comeback. I think people are really interested in the topic and I think people are really interested and tired of um, reliving these patterns that we see that aren't even ours, these limiting beliefs, these limiting patterns. Our ancestors didn't mean to pass them down to us, you know, they didn't mean to. And so it's our job to really step forward and to really um, identify these patterns and to end them for good. You know, it's important that we do that so that future generations don't have to suffer. And it may sound like a huge job. Sometimes I get so overwhelmed because I'm like, holy crap, you guys chose me to do this ginormous work. How am I going to do it? And every time I say that, they're like, because you were the strongest one. And I'm like, shit, you're right. I am. <laughs> you know, just accept that. Like, you are. You're strong. You're the strongest one out of all of them, you know? So do the work and get creative. And in any way that you need to, maybe, like, start diving into one of your ancestral cultures, spirituality. Maybe start listening to some tribal kind of cultural music from that lineage and just get into the mood. Just get into that energy of you know, bringing them up. They want to be brought up. And if you focus any type of energy on bringing them up, they're going to come. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's so beautiful. And I've had so many good benefits from doing ancestral work. And I definitely say, try it, add it to your spiritual practice. You will not be sorry. Wow. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I really had a good time sharing. I always like talking about the ancestors. It's never a dull moment here. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you later. All right. Bye for now.